Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week we pick a movie and try our damnedest to stay on topic. Do we really? Uh, well, we try our best. This week, the movie we're talking about... Is Grease, 1978. You know, Grease is the word. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna open with this. I remember nothing about this movie. Wow. I Don't get me wrong, I, like, watched it just the other day, you know, I did my notes, I was ready to go on this, but I legitimately don't know if I've ever seen Grease all the way through before this watch. Aren't you, like, the movie aficionado? You I'm, have two degrees in film. I mean, you yeah. You make films. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm a movie person. I play one on TV. You, you claim to know it all. I am a know-it-all, yes. But I don't I don't know. Because, okay, watching this, I remember vaguely, vaguely like Grease. Oh, it's like a 1950s, you know, throwback musical, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, teenage love. That was, yeah, I didn't remember this movie is like super horny. This movie, 90% of this movie is about just, just fucking and fast cars. That's what Grease is. And then everyone also looks like they're pushing 35, no yeah. matter who they are. Yeah. And, like, the soundtrack's, like, kind of a banger, but... I mean, it is a the... banger, you know, it stayed number one for a long time. Yeah, but also the plot of the movie... Plot of the movie don't fucking matter at all. I mean, doesn't it? It doesn't matter a lick. This movie... It... There are three different kinds of musicals, and this is a soundtrack musical. It's only remembered because the soundtrack is really good. And the soundtrack's good. I like the soundtrack. And the cars and the jackets. Yeah, there's a lot of things to remember this movie by, not just the music. I didn't remember Sandy's from Australia. Yeah, but, you know, you just claim to be a know-it-all that doesn't really know it all. I Yeah, that's the whole thing about being a know-it-all. You lie a lot. And this one, I ain't gonna lie. We finally have it on tape. You lie a lot. Thank yes, you. But when the fuck did Sandy become from Australia? Also, Olivia Newton-John's from England? She was born in England, I guess, raised in Australia. What the fuck? I didn't and know that And it's also either. Dame Olivia Newton-John. She's a dame? Yeah, I looked it up. She was just, given her, I think this is the right way to pronounce it, given her damehood. In 2019, and then she was, you know, given the title Dame in 2020. Alright, well, yeah, so there's Grease. Yeah, so Dame Olivia Newton-John, yes. How do you become a Dame? Is that like, that's like knighthood, but for women, right? Yeah, I think it's just your humanitarian work, and that's something that she's done for years. She did a lot of work for, like, breast cancer awareness and technology and just raising money to help women with breast cancer and i think she's also like a philanthropist Mm -hmm. oh so it's not like the sean connery thing where you know the sean connery thing where he bought his knighthood no no she she actually did a lot of work Mm. to help others and because she was born in uh, england i guess queen elizabeth gave her her damehood in like the end of 2019 i guess that's a thing that they do in like new years of Every year, Queen Elizabeth comes up with, like, a list for, like, knighthood and damehood. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. I know that shit, like, you have to be English to get it, you know? And she's English-born, so... But Greece. Yes. The other, you know... The the world. Yes, the other world, yes, of Greece. Yeah. So, you picked this one because it was the biggest blockbuster of 1978? It was also the highest-ranking film... Of 1978. 
Oh, really? It, it made the most money that year. And, I mean, 1978 had a lot of movies that came out, like, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole list. I have to find it on uh, IMDb. But I was just like, wow, so many movies came out in 78. Like, iconic movies. Yeah. And this was the one that, no, this took the money the entire year. Weird? Uh, not too weird. I mean, weird that it was a musical when, you know, there's tons of other movies. I really would have thought Halloween would have taken it because Halloween was just so... Well, Came out of left field. Well, the thing with Halloween was it was like the highest grossing independent film of that year. Yeah. Okay, I got 1978 pulled up right now. So there is one movie that made more, and that's Superman. Superman made Mm. uh, like $2 million more than Grease. Jesus. But we have Superman, Animal House, Every Which Way But Loose, Heaven Can't Wait, Hooper, Jaws 2, Up in Smoke, Revenge of the Pink Panther, and The Deer Hunter. Those are the 10 highest grossing films of 1978. Fucking Greece is not really yeah, and it also stayed the uh, what was it the United States biggest musical for like twenty something years maybe more until Les Mis came out in like the early two thousands. Oh really? Yeah, it stayed on top, and I mean, there's a list now on IMDb about you know what's the top musical now, and it's like ranked at number eight. But there's musicals in there. I'm like, really? That's what people chose over Greece. Well, look, I don't get me wrong, like, like I enjoyed Grease. Like, I didn't dislike the film at, in any way. I thought it was actually a lot of fun, but... I just can't believe you've never a... seen it. Well, okay, I'm pretty sure I've seen it before, but I would have been, like, six, seven. Because my sister did it for, like, a school play. My brother did, too, yeah. Yeah, like, my, I think my Wait. sister played Sandy. Did your brother play play Danny? No, no. I, I will let you, you know, have all the glory that your sister... Because, I mean, I, I assumed, you know, your sister's gonna be Sandy. Yeah. She's, you know, just that talented. I'm like, I could believe that. So, my brother, he tells me and my dad, oh, okay, I'm gonna be in a play, I'm gonna be in Greece, and I'm like, well, I love that movie, and I must have been maybe seven or eight at the time. You were so excited. I was excited. And I remember telling my dad in the car, I really hope he's not Eugene. And he's just like, you know, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe he's going to be like one of the, you know, the T-birds or something. We get there. No, my brother's Eugene. And I just have to sit there like, oh God, my brother's the nerd. He, you know, gets a win at the end of the movie at the carnival. Before he gets a pie on the face. Exactly. But free pie. But, but that's like the thing. Like, I probably seen this movie once like actually seen it all the way through once when i was like seven i have a feeling it's gonna be the same thing with your singing in the rain and the sound of music defense where i've never seen it before and your mom's like yes you have seen it a billion times here's the argument of that it's oh have you seen singing in the rain i probably saw that movie a dozen times when i was five years old i could not tell you anything about it so that's why i don't count it it's like, hey, have you, you know, flown a plane? I'm like, well, yes, but only in Flight Simulator on Microsoft. That's not flying a plane. You know, it's like, have you seen Singing Rain? I don't fucking remember anything about it. <sighs> this is the same with Grease, you know? There's a lot of musicals, because I watched a lot of musicals as a little kid. You were also in choir? Yeah, I was a choir kid. I did theater, and I hope none of those performances have survived into the internet. Oh, but, I'll be looking. Hey, eh, good luck. But, I yeah, I just never remembered anything about it. I remembered the songs. Yeah. Some of the songs, they'll get played on the radio. Oh, definitely. What is it? Uh, I don't think Summer Lovin' gets played, but I know, uh, what was the... You're the one that I want. Yeah, that one, that one played on the radio on my drive home from work today. 
I don't know. Are, are I, you lying? I know. No Why meme. are you always lying? No meme. Oh I swear God. to God. It was one of those like oldie stations. Yeah, but it just played on the radio. Well, because it's a banger. It's a good song. I like the song. And that's the thing. Like, there's not... I don't think there's any bad songs in here. Okay, the... There's one I'm not a huge fan of because okay. it's just kind of sappy. Okay, which song is it? Because I might have to throw hands with you. Oh, God. It's, um, it's, I think it's the Olivia Newton-John solo song. How could you not, like, hopelessly devoted to you? Oh, it's so cheesy. It's so no. cheesy. Look, no, I, can, me, sorry. I can give into like, look at me, Sandra D. I, I'm okay with that one. It's kind of, it, that one's just purposely being weird. Or, like, Beauty School Dropout. That one's catchy. But I could not even care at all wow. about that. Wow. You lost serious points. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, what about you? What is what is your, uh, like, what is the worst song on the soundtrack? I mean, I don't know if there's a bad song on the soundtrack. There's a couple of songs from the stage play that they used, like, in the jukebox at the frosty place wherever they hung out. So some of those I didn't really know, but uh, yeah, I can't say that there's a bad song on the soundtrack, in my opinion. Wow. Big fangirl much of the old Grease movie, I see. I, I mean, I've been watching this since I was a child, so yes. I mean, I even remembered the dialogue sitting there watching it last night. Really? Yes, I used to watch this a lot. I, I don't, I don't, okay, you gotta explain that to me, because don't get me wrong, like, I enjoyed the movie, yeah. it was, I didn't dislike my time watching it but you know this being like the biggest musical for like 20 years this movie making all this money this movie being the cultural touchstone it is this movie dethroned the sound of music that had been the biggest musical for like i think 11 or 10 years yeah because it came out in the 60s i think yeah so this one dethroned the sound of music and then up until les mis had been on top of the mountain i, I just don't get it it's a great musical I mean, the songs are bangers, just, you know, feeling like you're back in high school and you're just like, I don't want to be here. And then you're getting up to graduation. It's kind of like, well, no, it hasn't been a really, a really good time. It's like, I don't want to leave, but I kind of have to leave. You know, it hits all those, those feels. I guess. I think it's just my thing of how I look at musicals. Because, mm -hmm. all right, I'm going off a tangent here. So there's like, in my brain, there's like three different kinds of musicals generally. Okay. All right. There's like a musical that's a good movie, mm -hmm. a musical that's a good musical, yeah, and a musical that's a good soundtrack, right? So Phantom of the Opera? I mean, Phantom of the Opera, like, I I don't think I've ever actually seen the musical version. I've only seen the silent ver version. I think you gotta watch it because it's got a good soundtrack, it's a good stage play, and it's a good movie. I, I mean, I guess, I guess. But, but here's the thing. It's like Little Shop of Horrors, I think is a really good movie. Like, it has a good plot, there's characters I like, yeah. and it's a good movie. I think Rocky Horror Picture Show is a really good musical. Plot really doesn't matter all that much, but it's fun, and the characters are cool, and the music is banger. Are you saying you don't like the movie? No, I like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I like the movie. Okay. I'm just saying it's like the, the plot, the scripted language, you know? It's, it's there to be fun, you know? It's meant to be a fun musical. Okay, because I will throw hands at, with you over Rocky Horror. You'll throw hands with me over stealing the last chicken nugget. Because you steal them all the time. I've never stolen a chicken nugget. Don't you dare say that about me. I'm not a nugget stealer. You already admitted to lying earlier in this episode, so... But, and Grease is a good soundtrack. Like, the plot's like, whatever. It's like, 
uh, the acting is okay, but the beauty of this movie, the strength of it, is in the soundtrack. It's in the it's in these songs kind of thing. And I'm like, it surprised me that this was a great box office hit and not like a greatest selling album kind of thing. I'm surprised like that didn't happen. Well, I mean, it was. It was? Yeah. I how? mean, I don't know how much they made. I think they made like, I'm just going to throw a number, like 20 million on the soundtrack. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm just, you know, guesstimating. But yeah, I mean, the the soundtrack was number one for a long time. It was, I guess, number two, you know, the highest grossing movie of that year. Uh, It would have been number one its opening weekend, but Jaws 2 beat it out. That's, okay, that's a tragedy, because Jaws 2, The Revenge, is not a good movie. It's not that good, but a couple years prior... Jaws had just come out, so people are like, okay, this is going to be just like Jaws. So, of is, course... Is Jaws 2 the first disappointing sequel in cinema? I don't know. It has to be of the blockbuster era. I guess, but I'm trying to think early, early cinema. I'm not sure. Is that going to be like like Avatar 2, where everyone's going to show up because the first Avatar made so much money and they got to see what two is we'll have to just wait and see the movie comes out what next year i think so yeah we'll have to wait also okay you've never seen avatar before right we've been over this yeah no real desire to see it okay why doesn't look interesting to me i I mean also why didn't you see the first avatar which is another thing because i know that movie made so much money because i didn't want to oh really that is surprising because I felt like everyone just went to go see it. Like, they, even if they didn't want to, they just wanted to, like, see what the fuck all the fuss was about. Yeah, no, I was good with not going and seeing it. Really? Yeah, just didn't have my attention. I mean, the world in it looked beautiful, but I'm like, that's not going to hold me for, like, six hours or however long this movie is. Avatar was not six hours. I think Avatar was, like, two well, I, I'm gonna, Avatar I'm gonna two look it up be, and it's like a five hour movie. Avatar two might be like six hours. James Cameron is just like, I refuse to make anything less than than six hours. And they're like, James, like we we can't do this. And he's like, I'm James Cameron. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, because I think I remember reading somewhere where he was like, yeah, you know, um, control your bladder or don't drink too much. Because I think it's gonna be maybe like a three four hour movie. Oh, so good luck to you. God, no, I don't want to see. I'm Avatar not gonna 2. go see it. Also, okay, is that a lost art of the intermission at the movie theater? Oh, absolutely. Okay. In a world where we have reserved seating, why not have a built-in intermission where you could go to the bathroom, stretch your legs, go get another snack? So, you remember Hateful Eight? Yeah. The Quentin Tarantino movie when he came out with it? And there was, like, the normal theatrical cut, and then there was that extended cut, and it was, like, four hours long. That's the one that you went to go see with the guys, right? Yeah, I think think me and... Randy went to go see it, but he they had the like the long cut of it, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's the road show version. It has an intermission in the middle." Mm-hmm. My version didn't, so I just sat there for four hours. I'm like, "I gotta take a mad piss." Oh god, but I didn't want to leave because it's like it's a Tarantino movie, so any moment there's gonna be a shootout. Yeah, and- but I mean, most movies like ten minutes in, you're like, "I'll be right back," and then you know, thirty minutes pass, "I'll be right back." I will say mm-hmm. this: I have never gotten up to pee. In the theater during a Lord of the Rings film. Well, because Lord of the Rings is your all, your end all, your be all. One, they're great movies. And two, I, I already know going in, this is going to be a long watch. But 
Oh yeah, we, it is. We should have we should bring back intermissions in movies. Like any oh, yeah. movie that's clocking in at like anything anything clocking in at three hours plus, you gotta throw an intermission in there somewhere. I'd be game for that. I mean, even in Giant, I think of the DVD, they have the intermission. Um, what is it? I, I Gone feel... with the Wind. They have the intermission in the movie on the DVD. Yeah, yeah. So it's just my like... copy of Ben Hur has the same thing. But my the one I watched Giant for the podcast, what I because I watched it like streaming and they just took yeah. the intermission out. Yeah. So I just watched it all the way through. Ren, I was captivated because I was just watching a soap opera. Yeah. But oh god, like we we need to bring this back. We need to bring cinema back to it to its roots. But we don't need an intermission for Greece because I felt like the movie moved a lot faster than I remembered. Oh yeah. Oh god, yes. Well. Okay, I know I'm I'm keep harping on this, and it's not a detriment to the movie, but the plot of the movie, since it's so light, because mm-hmm. we get exactly what the movie's about up at the front, and we know exactly how it's gonna end. So the plot's just like we're just gonna have fun and have a bunch of musical numbers. The mm-hmm. movie moves super fast because this is a two-hour movie. Yeah, and, and that... I I felt it was like a, this is a tight ninety. Watching it, this is a real tight ninety. Yeah, it felt a lot faster given the time because I'm like, okay, you know, two hours. All right, I- I'm ready. And I was just like, oh, we're already on this song. We're already over here. Like, wow, that's really fast. And then it was over. Like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised people don't talk about that more because I, by the time we got to Sandra D, mm-hmm. I checked my phone and I'm like, I'm, we're only like. Uh, 45 minutes into the movie yeah and i'm like we've already had like three songs for and then i started thinking about it's like they were they were doing musical numbers like how you do action beats in like die hard Mm -hmm. you have an action beat every five pages Mm -hmm. and that's how they did this this movie we're gonna have a musical like every five ten minutes and we're just gonna do that all the way through and the musical numbers take about five minutes each Mm -hmm. one so you fill up a pretty decent sized runtime yeah I mean, I think the most impressive musical number in this movie, uh, You're the One That I Want. Yeah. That was filmed in an afternoon. Yeah. And I was just like, I you, saw would, ex- that and you I... would expect, you know, something of that caliber because they're going through like, uh, what's the house? Like uh, House of Mirrors. House of Mirrors, House of Illusions. And it's like, okay, you, you've got to, you know, set them up for, you know, each scene as they're moving through the house and, and it's back outside. big outdoor carnival and there's a bunch of extras and they have a whole dance number. And it's like, no, they got that done in an afternoon. I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. How do you, I, I watch that because it's not a simple sequence because the camera moves a lot. Granted, like. The camera's not zooming and there's not a lot of close-ups of them doing the dance numbers. Obviously because they have to lip-sync later. Well, the whole carnival like atmosphere um, with the carnival itself and the number at the end where they all sing together, mm-hmm. that was a span of five days. Okay. So, you know, getting the extras, everybody making sure they're all doing the same dance, getting, you know, the rides moving. That I could understand being five days, but you're the one that I want. I was like, really? That was just... An afternoon of Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta dancing and singing together and moving through this house. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, okay, that's really impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, are we are we far enough into 
to tell people what the movie's about. I just I just realized we're like 20 minutes in. That's usually what we do, but go ahead, give everybody a, a plot run. Exactly. We're not going to be like Star Wars last week, where we were like an hour and a half in, and then we decided to tell people what the movie was about. I mean, we might decide, yeah, we're going to do the plot run right now, and then something's going to pop in your head. And then another 40 minutes will go by and, okay, really, really, we're going to tell you the plot right now. It happens a lot, but the plot of Greece, which I had totally forgotten and sounds like fanfic. So we have Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen, Olsen, Olsen. Uh, they get together during their summer off uh, leading into their senior year and they're all in love, but they have to break away because she's going to go out to Australia and Danny has to go back to Rydell High. But come their senior year, they discover that they are both still in America and they're going to the same high school. And Sandy's like, hey, Danny, you want to rekindle our our summer loving? And Danny's like, nah, girl, like, I'm a greaser. I can't do that. I got a reputation to uphold as the bad boy. And then comedy ensues as sandy pines over danny danny has doubts about his friendship and love for sandy and then musical numbers and then they fly off into a car at the end fly off in a car at the end why why do they fly off in a car at the end it was the 70s i have no idea you can't pull that bullshit on me, all right? <laughs> well, I don't get it. I mean, I you know I've heard you know for years the whole thing that you know that's Sandy ascending into heaven because she really drowned on the beach, and I'm just like, no, I'm like, really, no. It's, it's just the seventies. I don't know. They were like, look, we can we can do this with some bad effects. It'll it'll be fine. The kids will love it. It's it's so weird because everything else in the movie, okay, nothing in the movie is realistic, but everything else is grounded in its own little reality. Yeah, but. Then the car ascends into the sky and Sandy waves back and Danny's like, you know, Danny Zuko-ing and what the hell? I don't know. I mean, in one of the songs, uh, Sandy, Danny singing, you know, someday in heaven we'll be together forever. So maybe they've graduated. They get to drop, you know, the whole I'm a greaser. You're a cheerleader. You know, we can't be together. No, it's, you know, no, we're off in the real world. Now we could just be together and not have to worry about. Ooh, I'm the cool guy. I can't, you know, be around you or hang out with you. Yeah. I'll, I was going to throw this out here. Because I don't know if I mentioned it at the beginning, but this is a horny movie. No, you mentioned that. But this is a very, very horny movie. Well, I think, yeah, it's high school. Well, yeah, but I don't remember this. I thought this was like a kiddie movie. Like, this is something like G-rated, show to anybody, like... Like, I, I well, feel I like mean, this was a movie you would bring to, like, an elementary school to watch with the kids. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like most cartoons where they write in, like, adult jokes so the adults that are sitting there watching are like, oh, huh, I get that. And then years later, you as an adult watch and you're like, what the fuck? That just went over my head, you know, my entire childhood. And now I get it. So it's like, you know, for the musical numbers, yeah, I could see the kids, you know, get a kick out of them singing and running around the car you know they're on the bleachers singing and dancing but the scene where it's rizzo and kaneki and they're like yeah my rubber broke i bought in the seventh grade yeah that is like that i did not have any idea that was in the movie i mean i remember that as a kid and i'm like i have no idea what they're talking about but that was because I was a child, and I shouldn't know what they're talking about. Or, or John Travolta pelvic thrusting his heart out during Summer Lovin'. That too, yeah. Yeah, you did. It's very subtle. 
very subtle. Hey, I mean, if we used to do the Degeneration X at school and get in trouble for doing that. It happens. It happens. But, <laughs> I again, it just surprised me so much that there's so much, like, weird sex stuff in this movie. Because they're horny high school kids, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or like, you know, in, during the Sandra D number where all the, the pink girls, like, flash their cooches at the screen. Like you mean the pink one. ladies? The pink ladies. The pink girls. The, the, hey, hey, they were the pink girls. And then, you know, you're going to call the T-Birds the Birdmen? I mean, they are the Birdmen. Oh, Attorneys boy. at law. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it, it is just a thing I thought was super weird. I mean, don't be wrong. It wasn't, like, bad. And there wasn't anything I thought was um in poor taste. It was I just mean, weird. It's also the 70s. I think this movie was rated PG because we really didn't have the rating systems. Well, we had the rating systems, but PG-13 just didn't exist until... I think it was... Like the 80s Temp or the yeah, 90s? It was, it was the 80s, because I think Temple of Doom came out. Mm -hmm. And Temple of Doom, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's an Indiana Jones movie, Raiders was fun, we're going to take our kids to this. And you remember Temple of Doom, where, you know, you know the, whole heart scene. the guy's ripping out mm -hmm. a, a heart and a bunch of parents who took their young kids, because it's a PG movie. Yeah. And they saw it, and they were like, my kid's scarred for life. Yeah. And then there was like Red Dawn was PG, mm -hmm. or I think Red Dawn might be the first PG-13 movie. Yeah. But I know Outlaw Josie Wales is PG. And there is a full-on, like, genocidal massacre in like the first ten minutes of that movie. But, you know, like, PG movies had like tits and swearing and a lot of yeah. blood. And you, to get to an R rating, I guess back then it was an X rating, it had to be like explicit. Yeah. Like, you had to be in, like, Midnight Cowboy range, where mm -hmm. it's explicitly about sex. Yeah. But, yeah, this was PG, and then I think as soon as this thing got re-released, it got PG-13, like, immediately. Yeah, so there's yeah. the story of the ratings board. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's high... Josie Wales, great film, highly recommended, a lot of fun. Clint Eastwood, great performance. I guess. Or you could watch Grease. Or Grease. Grease, fun, great songs. Cool cars. Cool cars. Travolta star-making performance. I mean, Travolta... One of the four he had in this, like, two-year span, right? Well, yeah, he signed on for a three-picture deal, and this was his second movie, so he did this movie right after Saturday Night Fever. Oh, God, that movie... That's another one of these movies I've never seen. That's a good movie. Is it? Mm-hmm. Good movie, good soundtrack. It... I mean, Barry Gibb, or the Bee Gees, they wrote... Uh, Grease, the the main title in the beginning of the movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because they had worked together, the director, on uh, Saturday Night Fever, or the producer, one of them. I think it was the producer. They worked together on that movie, and they kind of built a rapport, and they're like, well, hey, we're going to do this movie with, with John Travolta again. Would you write, like, the opening song? He's like, yeah, why not? So it's good year, good couple of years for Travolta and the Bee Gees, because it was just back-to-back -back hits. Yeah, because he had, like, bringing up Cotter, which was, like, his... He was doing that at the same time, yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, the thing that broke him, because mm -hmm. that was, like, a super big TV thing. Yeah. He did Saturday Night Fever, which was another really big, made a lot of money. He did Grease, made a shit ton of money. He started prepping for Grease two weeks after he rapped for Saturday Night Fever. Oh, really? So I was like, okay, we're done. Now I gotta move over here and start the whole dance process and getting into character for Grease. I I wonder about this because because John Travolta he had a he has a very weird career and also a horrible Wikipedia picture. 
Yeah, that's oh, pretty bad. That's a rough one, John. I'm sorry, it's man. It's like as many pictures are uh, do that they have of him. I mean, these are great. They're starting to go back into his early career. It's like these are nice, you know, headshots or publicity shots. But the one that they pick for his his main picture is like, bruh, really? That's it's a little rough. Like, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, brother. But okay, they have his his filmography here. I'm just gonna have a look because he did Carrie. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and then I think Urban Cowboy. That's another good movie. He did Blowout. Blowout is amazing. Blowout is in a fantastic he did Staying movie. Staying Alive, yeah. Have you ever seen Staying Alive? I don't know that movie. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, because I think after that he he gets into like a a basically he starts having like a pretty downturn career. Right? Well, I mean the Look Who's Talking movies were really big. Well, I know they were big, but they were not um the movies you wanted to be doing as a serious thespian. No, I but assume. I mean, you know, he's, you know, singing again and dancing again in the movie, so it's kind of nice to see him go from a single guy to mm-hmm. this parent and just kind of see the parent side of Travolta. I guess. And I, then, you know, eventually we just, move on to Pulp Fiction. See, I think that's the thing, because his career for me is, like, from Blowout to Pulp Fiction. Everything else in between is either, like, stuff I have no memory of or stuff that's probably objectively not very good yeah i mean there's some between oh michael's a really good movie that made me cry oh well that's that's when he plays the angel right? yeah i okay. saw that in the theater you saw it in, okay because michael because that that comes out a couple years after pulp fiction when he had his comeback yeah i saw that movie because that was one of the few vhs copies mm-hmm. that my dad had for some reason secretly i think my dad really likes john travolta yeah I, i'm like low-key we, we all love him well yeah but my dad also likes the really 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 bad john travolta action movies he's made in the past couple of years yeah I, I we watched last tango in paris or i think that's what it's called or some some weird shit like that i have no idea but i think that's what it's called but i know this movie because he's like the angel and he comes down mm-hmm. and he's like helping everybody yeah but i've mixed up michael and phenomenon so many times have you ever seen phenomenon no i've never seen phenomenon okay i think what it is is he's he's like this um kind of like blue collar a workaday guy and he gets mm-hmm. struck by lightning or abducted by aliens and mm-hmm. then he becomes like super smart and he can like he can like feel electrical impulses and he can predict like earthquakes and i fused phenomenon and michael into one movie as a kid so it's i've basically made the perfect john travolta movie in my head it it's great or just go back and watch the two. Or or that. Or that. But yeah, because this movie, like, made... I, Grease was the big, like, watershed moment for John Travolta to just hang his hat on for, like, a long time until Pulp Fiction came around. Yeah, but I think it was Saturday Night Fever that really... Well, Saturday Night Fever broke him. Like, Saturday Night Fever made him a star. Have you seen, uh, like, clips of the premiere for Grease? They did it at Grauman's Chinese Theater. Uh, I don't think so. It was surrounded, like, the same level of, like, Star Wars crowds. Mm. So people had just seen him in Saturday Night Fever, and I was like, okay, John Travolta, he's gonna be here. And just the hordes of people, and Olivia Newton-John, because, you know, she's she's had a, su- a successful music career. Well, they were both, like, major musicians, right? Because they both had, like, singing careers and, like, pop success. I don't know about him having a singing career. Yeah, he was like a he. Yeah, he had um a pretty decent singles run. Like 
Because um, I know that doing he pop was... music back in the seventies. He had a number one hit, I believe. Because I know that he was big into the dancing world, and he also did some stage performances for Greece when it was on Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah, he played. I think he played Duty. So he was uh-huh. one of the T Birds, and uh, Kaniki played uh, Danny Zuko. Okay. So once they they kind of got you know, into making the movie, they're like, okay, you know, we want to bring you on. And John Travolta was like, well, I never got to play Danny, so I'd like to play Danny. So they're like, sure, you know, we saw you in Saturday Night Fever, you know, it was amazing, let's do that. And then, you know, Kaniki, they're like, well, you know, you've played Danny, we have him casted, who would you like to be? And he's like, well, I've never played Kaniki before, let's do that. Okay. And I was just like, okay. I want to throw this out there. John Travolta released, uh, I believe, Three albums leading up to Greece. Four albums leading up to Greece. Three of them were charting sing- charting albums. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, this <laughs> kind of hilarious. But huh. yeah, also he's he released his last album this Christmas with Olivia Newton John yeah, in 2012. I remember that. And then he did Hairspray. Hairspray, the collection. It's really weird because John Travolta, like, made his bones, like, in in musicals mm-hmm. and, like, dance movies and singing. Like, yeah. he made his bones as a as an actor and, like, a famous person doing that. Actor, singer, uh, dancer. Dancer, yeah. Triple threat. But, like, I... I don't... I, when I think of John Travolta, like, performances or John Travolta movies, I don't think of him as, like, from Greece. I think, like, Blowout or, like, Pulp Fiction or... I think Staying Alive. Face, face Off. You know, yeah, like the great ones. No, I I go back to his seventies run. He had a strong seventies run, but I mean, I grew up with the Look Who's Talking movies, so it's like never seen them. I, I have I, zero interest. I I can believe that from you, but it's like yeah, it's like I either think of that, but then it's like oh no, I think of him, you know, dancing to More Than a Woman or Stay Alive, you know, walking down the street. I'm like okay, mm-hmm. like this is Travolta. I guess. I mean, he's he is probably the the big star on the marquee here. Cause oh, okay, because we also have Olivia Newton John, who's in Xanadu. Who, who okay, Xanadu's a bad movie. I think I've only seen just the Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a not a good movie. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Yeah, um, I mean, don't be wrong. Olivia Newton John has a fairly strong musical career she had a lot of hits in the 80s and she was a pretty big like music maker but i don't really know her acting career other than xanadu and, and Grease. same which is a is a little weird because she wasn't bad in in Grease. at least no. i don't think so i mean i thought she was you know she ain't winning an oscar but she's doing enough. I mean, she was the only one nominated for an Oscar. Oh, oh for, really? For the entire movie, yeah. Your favorite song, Hopelessly Devoted, was oh, nominated for an Oscar. That's not a good, that's not a good song. <laughs> it is a good song. And fun fact about it, it was actually in her contract to have her own solo song in this movie. So they had filmed the movie, they rapped, and they're like, hey, you know, you didn't meet this part in her contract. So they had to come back. They wrote the song, came back and filmed it. And I think that's why they have, you know, Danny like in the puddle when she's singing. Because mm-hmm. it's like everyone had, I guess, gone off to their other projects. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, that kind of makes sense now why it's just her. You don't see him in any other fashion other than 
in this puddle, this, you know, vision that she has of him. Okay. Also, I, I looked up Olivia Newton-John's uh, uh, filmography, yeah. and it is Grease, Xanadu, and then nothing but music videos for, like, a, a solid 20 years. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's that's probably why uh, I don't remember her from a lot of a lot of different movies is because she was only in like five. I mean, she had the 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 song "Let's Get Physical." <sighs> it, I don't think that's a good song. It's catchy, but I don't think it's a good song. It's iconic. You sure. think of the spandex. Sure, sure. It is. Eighties music videos were were weird. So what, you don't enjoy Take On Me? Okay, Take On Me is, is the story of the greatest romance of of the 1980s, alright? Like, it's a totally different thing. What about uh, Good Enough from the Goonies soundtrack? Isn't that just, like, clips from the Goonies? No, it also has, um... Oh, Captain Lou Albano's in it, and, like, uh, Andre Rowdy, the Giant. Roddy Piper, not Andre the Giant. Uh, the Iron Sheik's in it. That's who it is, yeah. It's a full, like, it's... movie... In a music video. It's it's the rock and wrestling connection. Exactly. So it's like you can't just, you know, crap on 80s music videos. I mean, I can I can crap because there's a lot more bad cheesy ones than there are good cheesy ones. I think you just have little faith. Uh, maybe, maybe. But we also have Grease. We do. So, uh, yeah. I think I think um, John Travolta does a good job here. I think Olivia Newton-John does a good job. Yeah. The rest of the cast is good for their roles. Like, I don't think there's a bad performance, especially because I I get where the direction's going. Mm -hmm. They're meant to be kind of exaggerated, and everybody's meant to be, like, turned up to 11, Mm -hmm. you know? But they all look way too old. Yeah. Uh, You, you, okay, that one wasn't, like, a a Dean, you're overthinking. That was just a yeah, Oh, no, no. You could tell, like, these are not high school kids. These are adults. There are, none of them look even close to high school i think john travolta was like one of the youngest ones in the cast i think he was like in his early 20s yeah i, I and then stalker say... channing was the oldest she was like 33 or something like that 31 or 32 somewhere in there okay. so it's like yeah you know they, they the one that looks the oldest though jeff conway who plays kanicki uh, that man looks like he is he is the best 40-year-old narcotics officer on the force. Also, rest in peace, Jeff Conway. Rest in peace, Jeff Conway. Also... But that's not going to stop me from saying he looks like the the, the best-looking narcotics officer on the force. He looks so much older than everyone else in this cast. Uh, yeah. Which is weird, because I think he was probably only like 26 or 27 Somewhere during Somewhere in there, yeah. But I mean, we had talked about that before, where... You know, we watch movies or we see pictures of people in the past and they're like, oh, you know, this was your great grandmother. She was only 21 in this picture. It's just like, what? She, you were 21? She looks like a struggling mother of four in her mm. mid 40s. Yeah. So it's like, I think, you know, just like how things have progressed in age where people are starting to look a lot younger, you know, older that they get. So it's like, I think that's maybe a thing in this movie where the kids don't look like High school kids. Well, I, it's also a whole thing with like the the shooting thing. You can't actually get teenagers to play teenagers. No, you can't. But it is for this. It's just funny to me because you know it's they're talking about it's like summer loving. Oh, you know, only seventeen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
oh no, these these are like the the young teachers who are coming in after they just finished college, kind of thing. I think the only person that looks more or less their age is Marty from the Pink Ladies. Yeah, she she has that kind of like babyish kind of face. She doesn't look, you know, like oh she's in her thirties. She looks like oh no, you could be like a senior or you might be in college yeah well uh, actually that's because she was actually the youngest person on cast there because she was actually only 22 during the filming of the film or the filming of the movie and apparently she had like the same thing that i have with my hair where i started getting prematurely gray hair oh really so it was an issue with her where they had to like keep coloring her hair like every other day because they can't have her with, you know, gray or white hair. It was especially if she has to play a, a hip 17-year-old. Exactly. And I think one of the scenes in the movie, they, they couldn't, like, you know, dye it or do whatever. So they had to ground up, like, uh, black crayon and just, like, smooth it into her hair to cover up the grays. I'm like... That's a... That's... That's a little rough. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm uh, not the only one, but it, cool. Is, is, that, is that the short straw? Like, the genetic short straw? Like, guys who go prematurely bald? Is that the thing for girls, premature gray? I mean, I wasn't too happy about when I got my gray hairs, but now I'm just kind of embracing it. Like, all right, let's it, let's do it. It could be worse. Could have no hair. That could have happened, but I'll I'll take my grays. <laughs> I, I'm good with that. There's a lot of um. There's a lot of actors that look a lot older than their ages. Yeah, it's uh, ca- it was a little distracting at first until we got into the movie a little bit and i was able to kind of like dial it back except eve arden who plays principal mcgee in the movie gorgeous eve arden eve arden she you know it goes back to like the golden hollywood uh days okay and i was like wow i'm like you're still you're still spot on uh no i I know you know i I, i'm just saying i was not getting no mrs robinson vibes from from the principal all right no, I'm just saying she was in uh, a bunch of movies, but she was also in one of the I Love Lucy episodes when they go to Hollywood. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When they go I, to the... I've never seen I Love Lucy. I know you haven't, but just to kind of show, like, her span mm-hmm. in time. So it's like that move, that show was in the 50s, and they come out to Hollywood, and they go to the Brown Derby, and that's one of the, the stars that they encounter in the Brown Derby. <laughs> so it's just like... I'm like, you know, you know, this is the 70s, couple decades later. And I was like, no, Eve Arden's still looking good. She's, you know, just like. <laughs> keeping on, keeping on. She's keeping on, keeping on. And she's putting those T-birds in line with, you know, get to class. And it's just like, all right, I like Eve Arden. Oh, I'm all right. Badass. But yeah, like the supporting cast of the film is good. I think it's just one of those things where this movie is, is everything a popular movie needs to be. It's fun. It's pretty light. There's nothing in here that's gonna, you know, break you emotionally or tr- no. or be a transformative experience. It's just a lot of fun. It's really entertaining. It's um, it's a fun roller coaster ride. Yeah, that's you a good way to put start it. Start off smooth, you know. They reunite at school, and then you know he breaks her heart, and you know just you know up and down until you finally get to the end where everybody's happy and everyone's accepted each other, and it's. We're moving on, and we're going to be friends forever. Friends forever. Pretty much, yes. I I remember. I I see proof I actually watched the movie. Yes. But, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. You know, 
what is it? Beauty School Dropout. Okay, that movie, that song's uh might be my favorite on this on the entire thing. I mean, that song's a banger. It's a little p- problematic. Oh, it's super problematic. Oh, oh, that song would get somebody fucking canceled today, and it is, it is super like insulting and condescending. Oh, but yeah. it is so fucking funny. Oh yeah, it's funny. It's cool the way that we transition from the restaurant to basically uh heaven beautician heaven there you go beautician heaven and you know you have frankie avalon just serenading um frenchie and i was watching the behind the scenes of the movie and she oh no no i i wanted to point this out it was supposed to be elvis that's what i was gonna say Yeah. yeah they wanted elvis to do it and uh he was like no you know i'm not gonna do that but let me tie it to another scene. So for, you know, look at me, I'm Sandra D. Uh-huh. In uh, the Broadway play, one of the lines wasn't, you know, Elvis. It was Salminio. Yeah. And he had just been murdered. So they're like, you know what? Let's change it to Elvis instead so we don't, you know, we don't bring Seem that. disrespectful or anything like that. So the day that they filmed the look at me, I'm Sandra D episode, that was the day that Elvis died. That's and it was, rough. And I was just like bruh wait like, elvis is dead <gasps> it was like we just finished filming the scene we wanted him to be you know the basically the our the angel guy. that comes down you know from beautician heaven but it's like trying to think of elvis as you know singing beauty school dropout i can't well honestly it feels like he would have probably sung it and it would have just been a completely different song yeah because, I mean, Grease Lightning, you listen to the first half of it, and it's just Travolta doing an Elvis impression, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's most of Grease Lightning. Uh, also, and... gr- people like Grease Lightning. I sang Grease Lightning uh, for, like, a, a choir performance or mm-hmm. whatnot. That's a, not a really, like, good song. Or it's it's not a complicated song. It's actually, like, kind of piss simple. I just can't do the hand movements. Oh, my, my, oh, with the choreography and all that My stuff? dyslexia yeah. stops me. It's like, I try to, and then it's like, I can't do it. My brain just won't I, let me I, do I it. I like that. My dyslexia. I can't, I can't really read books all too well. And also, choreography, not happening. Coordination, not there. Ask me to cut a straight line on a piece of paper. I can't do it. I, you don't need to, you, you could just like, you know, be bad at cutting straight lines. You know, your dyslexia could have nothing to do with that. It might be related to the alcoholism. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm really on that sauce all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A total lush. I could go for another Dr. Pepper right now. Oh, God. I can't keep I can't keep her away from him. But, yeah, so, Beauty School sc- Dropout, super problematic, is that uh, there's a few things in this movie that you could call just a, a hair problematic, as it, it were. It is, but, you know, it was the 70s. It's not, you know, a serious movie. It's a comedy. Yeah, and um, well, and it it opens with being like, "Work." This is a movie about like sex and and banging and like fast cars and just rock and roll, rock and roll, just like teenage goofing around. Mm-hmm. But there's there's some stuff in here that's a little, eh, yeah, yeah, there is a little weird. But uh, Frenchie, I can't think of the actress's name. Her name, uh, Didi Khan. Uh, She said that before she filmed the scene, she was working with her acting coach. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, you know, I need you to look like, you know, your dream man has just appeared and, you know, he's only here for you. And I don't think they told her that it was going to be Frankie Avalon Uh that was singing. 
So, you know, he showed up and his wife, she was like, I didn't have to act. She's like, I was just so in love and just like, oh my God, he's just singing to me. And I was just like, that would be hilarious just to go and see. And I mean, you can see it on her face that she is just like, you know, over the moon. And it's like... Boo's, <laughs> Boo's over here like, man, I wonder what would happen if Skeet Ulrich and, and Robert Pattinson did a duet for me. Hmm. hmm. Is, is that and, where and you young get And the... John Travolta, yeah. Uh, young John Travolta. Okay, is young John Travolta... Okay, I He's know. hot. He hot, right? He hot, yeah. All right, because I watched Blowout with uh, my my brother Randy and his girlfriend Cielo. Uh, yes, I've met yeah, both you, of them. You've met them before, I Yes, assume. I have. Yeah, and like I think halfway through the movie, she, she just leans over to Randy and is like, John Travolta kind of fine. And I'm like, what the fuck, Cielo? He is! Well, she also said that about Arnold when we watched Jingle All the Way. I think she just, like, she wa- she's watching Jingle All the Way. And he's in the Turbo Man suit, and he's like flying around, and it's bad CGI. And she just leans over to Randy, and she's like, "Arnold looking kind of fine. He's kind of a dilf right now." And we look at him like, "What the fuck, CLO? I mean, yeah. I mean, I probably go for like maybe '80s Arnold. What, like Commando? Maybe definitely Commando. You know, when he's in his prime, at the peak of his powers. Get in the chopper now. That put the cookie down. Oh, okay. That neither of those were Commando. That was that was. Predator, and that was Kindergarten Cop. Actually, no, Put the Cookie Down is Jingle Jingle All the Way. way. Thank you. Kindergarten Cop is, it's not a Duma. That's that's that one. Does Arnold have the most, like, like, liners from all his career? Like, in terms, like, I know there's more famous ones. It's like, uh, like Star Wars, it's like, I know. Or it's, or it's like, you know... I've got I'm, a bad feeling about I this. i got a bad feeling about this. Or May it's the like, Force be with force you. Force be with you. But that's, like, contained in, like, a trilogy, right? Yeah. Arnold has, like, a whole career. And I feel like I can get a quotable line from every film he's been in. At least one. I mean, I'll Be Back is a pretty oh, easy yeah. one. It's fucking Terminator. Come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want to live. You know, like, get to the chopper, fucking Predator. Mm-hmm. Also, Predator, is, it might be the perfect film. It might not be the greatest, but it might be the perfect film. He's looking hot in that movie, too. If you're into muscle-bound Austrians, it's Arnold, perfect. It also got Jesse the Body Ventura in there. It got Carl Weathers in there. It got Bill Dukes in there. That, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, I mean, you have Put the Cookie Down. You have fucking It's Not Like Duma. There's, mm. there's a lot of quotable Arnold lines. He might be one of the most one-liners for single movies. Yeah. Because, I mean, think of, like, Bruce Willis, you know. yip ki motherfucker. Okay. Give me one more quote from another Bruce Willis movie. That's not a Die Hard movie. You're thinking real hard about this, aren't you? I am. You're trying to think of a single Bruce Willis movie that's not a Die Hard movie, aren't you? Come on, you got uh, this. <laughs> I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah, because they don't exist. You know, like don't be wrong. Like I, like Bruce. Willis I'm has, sure like, there is, and I just career. can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, but like iconic one-liners. I feel like like Arnold's got that on on lock. Like yeah. Stallone don't got that. No, because it's you know? well, it's just Rocky, and half the time we're like, "What did he say?" Adrian. <laughs> just like what? <laughs> I mean, it, it's the thing, you know, to to really do a great Sylvester Stallone impression. You kind of gotta. You don't know to talk like I hit the head a few times, you know, which is a little insulting because that man is is smarter than me and has more money than me. So, you know, life happens. And he's jacked. Yes. At like 70 something. It's ridiculous. It's all it's all the roids or or the or the baby blood. I don't know which one's true. You know, just saying even at 70, he could take you. 
He might. I don't know. I might be able to. I might be able to outpace him. You know, dodge. You know. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Greece. Yes, Greece. Um, uh, hot, hot people. Hot people. Hot yes. people. Yes. Yes. Him, Jeff Conway. Uh, let's see. I mean, Olivia Newton-John. She's very, She's beautiful. Very yeah. good-looking lady. She is, and I, I like their dynamic together. I think they play off each other really well. Mm-hmm. Her and um, Travolta. Her and Travolta. I mean, they've gotten back, you know, together and like done you know, duets and done mu- more music stuff. And it's like you could genuinely tell that they enjoy each other's company, and I think that works for the movie because mm-hmm. it's like you want them to be a real couple, yeah. and then you just see them in real life, where it's just like you know that's one of my best friends, one of my oldest friends, and it's kind of nice that. They could still, you know, be friendly and vibe off each other and, you know, do duets with each other. And it's just like, wow, you guys still sound just as good as you did back then. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I love this movie. I've been watching this movie forever. I think I... this is what got me into wanting leather jackets and the, the vintage cars. <laughs> this is the reason you're really into the 50s? I think so. I, I really had to sit back last night when I was watching it. And I'm like, yeah, I think this might have been the catalyst of, you know... 90% of your interests in life. Yeah, I mean, I was an Elvis fan way back then, and because, you know, my parents are into, like, 50s music, and my For grandparents grew up in the 50s. Reasons, you know. So it's like, yeah, I think this movie really, like, you know, expanded my mind into, ooh, 50s, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun, but this, that's the thing. This is a really fun movie. This is a movie, like, I could definitely see just, like, big chilling, putting on, and just, like, turning your brain off and just enjoying two hours. And this is one of those movies where, uh, you know, there's a, a strong fandom for it when they bring it back into theaters. It's like Rocky Horror. People get dressed up. They sing along to the the movie. and the, 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 Please the sc- tell me it's less weird than going to Rocky Horror screenings. Oh, I I am just itching to go to a, a midnight screening of Rocky Horror. They have them at the Frida all the time. I know they do, and the tickets sell out really fast, but it looks I, like a fun party. I would be so uncomfortable. Be, well, because they go around and they're just like, hey, ooh, are you, is this your first time seeing Rocky Horror? And if you say yes, they like, like put lipstick on your forehead or some shit. Yeah, they, they put a V for Virgin if you haven't seen it. But because of COVID, <laughs> they're putting it on your hand now because it's not safe to go putting it on, you know, different people's foreheads and spreading it around. Yeah, or the people who show up in the in the golden thong and nothing else. And I'm like, I get it that's in the movie, but like, I can see your entire ass right now. This is very weird. I mean, you're very tall. Just keep looking straight ahead well it's also i can't weird. imagine you know a seven foot man in a, a golden thong that's walking around you'd be boo there's some where are you hanging these. out if you're seeing that there's often. some people who go to these walk your things oh, wow you know? i'm oh. learning so much about dean today oh totally yeah you gotta, you gotta go to any of these cosplaying conventions you know you get the guy who's super super tall and he's just golden thong he likes to go as rocky who knows i guess but yeah you know greece is up there in caliber with like rocky horror where people still dress up and enjoy the movie and they know all the words and all the songs Mm -hmm. and i'd like to experience that i think it'd be fun i mean if it wasn't 90 degrees today i would be recording in my leather jacket yeah which one the leather jacket you you've left here for like six months that one no, no, that's my emergency leather jacket. I have my good leather jacket at home that I wear. Uh, of course. I mean, I can get you my sister's um, 
old pinks jacket from what she did Greece in middle school. Pink ladies. The pink ladies jackets. Yeah, she still pinks has it. Because pinks is a hot room. dog restaurant in downtown LA. There's one at the Delamo Mall. And there's one at the Brea Mall, but yeah, not pinks. The pink women. The, the pink. The, um, the pink gals. The pink gals. No, it's the pink ladies. All right. But uh, yeah, also this uh, the play was originally set in Chicago. I don't know where it's set now. I assumed California. Yeah, it's set. The movie's set here in California. It's filmed in California, but I guess some of like a summer lovin'. It's titled like uh, some beach that's out there that's like well known in to, the like, Midwest somewhere. Into you know for Chicago people, it's like oh yeah, that's you know a place we go like in the summer or whatever. So I'm like, I can't see this being a Chicago movie. This is you know this feels like an LA movie. Well, it. It's one of those things because, like, this movie, I don't know how close it actually is to the play. Because I know, like, some of the songs are changed. Mm-hmm. I know that Olivia Newton-John's character is completely changed. Like, Sandy was supposed to be from, like, America. She's not supposed yeah. to be Australian or a foreign exchange student. Yeah, she's only Australian because she told them, like... I can't drop the accent. Yeah, she's like, you know, I really want to do this, but I can't, you know, do an American accent to save my my life and they're like okay we'll, we'll switch it up that you know you have family here and you know you'll we'll do the rewrite yeah it's like sure you know you could be australian you know coming to california to visit for the summer and visit your family like it it works yeah it yeah. works versus you know oh that's somebody that i've gone to school with my whole life and we've met on the beach and now everything's changed to you know oh no this is just some random girl i met on the beach and you know we clicked yeah yeah it's just one of those things where I don't know. Like, I, they also changed, like, the location of the movie. They changed mm-hmm. so much about the movie. So, I guess it feels like a California film. But if they said this was in the Midwest somewhere, like a Ferris Bueller kind of thing, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have I would have believed it. Well, I mean, Ferris Bueller's in uh, close Chicago. To, close to Chicago. I yeah. think they're, like, outside of Chicago because they make this whole thing about going into the city. Yeah, yeah. It's like a suburb outside of Chicago. But it's, like, that's believable that, you know... Okay, it's this little school, and he's, you know, this larger-than-life character I mean, that belongs in a big city. I mean, it's the same thing when we talk about Halloween, where it's like, oh, it's set in Illinois, and every time somebody brings that up, you're just like, nah, that's a California movie through and through into its soul. <laughs> it's and I'm like, like <laughs> no, it's just because they didn't have the production budget to hide the fact it was being filmed in California. Well, it's also, right? you know, oh, we've been up and down that street. Oh, I recognize that house. So yes. it's like, it's hard to believe that, you know, oh, it's just... Somewhere in Illinois. It's like, no, that's Pasadena. That's up the road. All right, everybody. That's Greece. Ugh. So, final thought? Two thumbs up. Definitely watch it if you haven't watched it. Uh, just a good time. And the songs will get stuck in your head. I would I would agree. This, song, this um, movie has a great soundtrack. It's a lot of fun. It's really quick for being two hours. You can definitely put it on, turn your brain off, and enjoy it. And you don't really have to um, be so engaged to have fun with the movie. Uh, really recommended it. I really liked it. And big moral of the story is a leather jacket never goes out of style. Uh, of course it never goes out of style. But speaking of movies that probably have gone a little bit out of style. Well, this movie I haven't seen, so I don't know if it's gone out of style, but I know it has at least... A hundred sequels. Uh, I, know, I know it has at least four in a remake. And one of them's in 3D. 
Yes, so we will be watching the Amityville Horror next week. Oh, buddy. Okay, so you've never seen the Amityville Horror, right? Never seen it. I just know the poster and the house is haunted. And it's spooky and it's, yeah. So the Amityville Horror is going to be interesting because I get to talk about, because the Amityville Horror, that's, uh, ooh, that is the nicest slice of 70s cheese you've ever seen. And that's the last installment on Blockbuster Month, so let's see if it uh, lives up to the hype for me, because I've never seen it. I've heard mixed reviews about it. I love spooky shit, so we'll see. But if you want to follow us on a different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Yeah, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That's The Film Vault on YouTube. Uh, We're trying our best to keep up with uploading videos in conjunction with our podcast episodes but it takes a little bit of time because i'm a little bit lazy but once they do come up like comment subscribe and all that stuff and if you want to follow us on social media you can follow us on instagram at the film club podcast where we post trivia uh upcoming events that we're going to just fun movie stuff and yeah and with that everybody grease is the word i didn't know that was part of this movie I didn't know that song was part of this movie. Yeah, it opens the movie. So weird. It'd be like that, but we'll see you next week at the film club. Have a good week, everybody.